Hello and welcome to another installment of Casual Trekker. This is going to be about strange new worlds and the um, casting news that I at least saw today. I'm not sure exactly when it happened. Earlier today, it was like one day ago, so yesterday I guess. They uh, cast this guy named uh, Cameron Roberts to play Manu Noonien Singh. And I was like, oh cool, it's, I'll come back and look at this later. And could barely find it like usually you just go to the news and it's like the first thing maybe the third but this i couldn't find nothing i thought it was just a hoax like wishful thinking some other person posted it in a different strange new worlds group i'm like oh, i'll come back to it later i had to like really work to find it don't know why it was such an arduous task at any rate it makes me think that my idea that uh that the other person that's actually going to be the lead in the show that's also related to Khan is uh, there to find him because a lot of um, YouTube people would be like, what would be the point? We only know where it's going. Why bother? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's exactly the point. We're not, we're not, we know how it's going to end. We know what happens to him. We know where he goes. But that doesn't mean that a character can't start one way and then develop to something different than what they had originally intended so maybe her getting assigned to the uss enterprise under pike had nothing to do with wanting to be on the u.s enterprise under pike and had everything to do with trying to find the botany bay because it's not found for a number of years and now with the casting of this uh this uh cameron roberts as um, as Manu Nunian Singh, this could be a um, very big cue to they're going to be having that character's plotline looking for whatever the relationship she would have to this person. I mean, everyone wants to look for their long lost relatives. I mean, we have this whole entire thing online where you uh, look at your family tree, they even had a show on it or, or, or whatever, Ancestry.com or something. So, uh, so I could see that you, that, that the person would use that ship to kind of venture out to see where the Spotsony Bay went to and try to find, like, her great-great-grandfather or something. From her perspective, in the moment that she would be existing and living, she know she does not know that, uh, Kirk's gonna find him in the first season and all those things are gonna happen. She doesn't know about Star Trek 2 and where he gets... He gets on the, he, he uh, blows up in the nebula or whatever. She doesn't know all that stuff. We do, but it's not about Khan. It's about her and her relationship with Khan. And now she has someone to play off of rather than just be one of the cast like Uhura or Spock or number one. Um, she has whoever this person is going to be to her, this uh, Manu Nunian Singh. Maybe it's her brother or something. So maybe maybe her cover is she's federation kind of like what uh kind of like what uh in in, in the kelvin universe where uh the uh the uh the, the doctor girl she came in under her mother's name or something instead of wallace or whatever her name is and then spock found it out and like just laid it out for her and then kirk was like well what are you gonna tell me well when it became when it became relevant like it did right now so Possibly she could be undercover inside of the Federation to find 
her great-grandpa to try to help him finish what he started. Or maybe it's the opposite thing. Maybe maybe the person that just got cast is the person that's going out there to try to find him. And she's using the Enterprise as a way to be out there to try to stop whatever he's doing. It it lays down a really it lays down the groundwork for a possible scenario where we're learning more about Khan. We learn more about the about the eugenic the eugenic wars. We learn more uh, alpha in canon what they're saying rather than looking up Wikipedia or or uh, I'm not sure if he's even mentioned in the Enterprise episodes with uh, Brent Spiner playing that dude. The, those those are the episodes I really can't stand. I feel like they they could have just been. They could have been narrowed down to like one episode, maybe two, and not just drawn out. I really hate drawn out stuff. It just, you edit it and you could call it better. It just bugs me. But this has the potential to kind of expand upon the Khan legacy by doing it through the, through the view of his great-great-granddaughter and great-great-grandson, or maybe they're a married couple. Who knows what the relationship is going to be. I'm pretty sure it'll be released over time. But I think it would be fun to see that, like someone's going out there to look for him and someone doesn't want him to be found. We all know he's going to be found by Kirk eventually and part of his five-year mission. It's like 2258 or 2259. I'm not sure exactly where this can, is going to take place. I mean, really, it could, it could start before the events that they were involved with Discovery for all we know. I mean, it doesn't have to start right there. It could start before... And they have a season where it's before Discovery, and then we can do a after Discovery type thing. Maybe that's why the uh, Enterprise was not really talked about, where it was too much, not re not really deep diving into it. Just like it was out here doing this thing because it needed to be safe from any kind of danger. And then in the first season, we get to see what they were doing for that. And at the conclusion of season one, we see what happens to the to the Enterprise, and then it gets sent to the Discovery, and then we time jump to season two, where it's after the events of Discovery. You, Discovery is not the benchmark for where this series can take place. You could you could set it before and be just be just fine. You, you're not you're not you're not cornered into it. Has to be there. Now, if you go by how the actors look, I would say it's going to be after, and not before, but. That's just one thing. That could be a thing that's done later, or maybe it was just done for publicity. Who knows? Either way, before or after, doesn't matter. But, but all I know is that uh, I hope that this series doesn't have the same, uh, doesn't generate the same hate as what Discovery did with the whole canon being broken thing. Because I mean, really, you gotta, you gotta think of it like this. When the show was first launched in. Uh, 1964, I think is what it was, when the script was actually written. There was no TNG, no Voyager, no Enterprise, no Kelvin Timeline, no Enterprise. None of that stuff existed. And then when you, when you got to Toss, you only had the cage. And then that ended in 69. And then you had nothing. Ten years later, you had the movie. And then that launched TNG. And then the canon started to... I mean... When they were doing the show, they didn't even have a gosh damn year, for God's sakes. I mean, in Spacey, for God's sake, they have, I think it's Spacey. It might be, uh, it might be Yesterday's or something like that, where they had that Colonel guy. But it's one or the other, where they, where they talk about when they're from. Well, I'm two centuries from now or whatever, like that. That's about right. 
and but then if you actually do it from the the year that they're supposed to be in and go ahead that time, you're actually in Archer's time rather than the rather than twenty third century. But that's that, that's a, a nitpicking thing, and I don't really do that. It's just annoying. So that in mind, uh, Strange New Worlds can do what. What Discovery didn't do, it can go right back to Alpha Canon because really Discovery is kind of like a it's kind of like a a, a a deviation in the road not because of canon or quality or production or the scripts or the acting or any of the actors. It's not the Enterprise, so it's kind of like a side thing. When Strange New Worlds comes out, we are literally going to be back on the Enterprise. Not the Enterprise B, where Kirk died. Not the Enterprise C, with Garrett. Not the Enterprise D, with uh, um, <clears throat> with Patrick Stewart. Not the Enterprise J. None of those. We're being on the Enterprise before Kirk gets onto it. So when you watch Toss, you'll be like, oh, Pike was doing that same thing in that room six years before Kirk did. I mean, we're going back to the Enterprise. Like, like, that's the one thing. I remember right before I created this group, um, I woke up and I saw a final announce. I shot out of bed and I'm like, oh shoot, I gotta make a group. Because I have like five Star Trek groups. I got Strange New Worlds, I got Discovery, Prodigy, Lower Decks, uh, Section 31. So I got like five or six groups, I think. Fortunately, I have great admin staff in each of them. Especially this one, with uh, Wes, with Wes heading it up, he does a great job. So I'm really, really thrilled about this series. I just wish it wasn't so long away from premiering. I mean, we're getting a lot of Star Trek. We, uh, there's not a gap in content. There's a lot of um, people like you know getting a little irritated about stuff going on breaks. I'm like, it's not really going on break. It's not going to be like 2017. Where you saw Discovery and then you had to wait a whole other year before you saw more. That's why they created the short treks in the first place, I think. So that way you would have you could still get a little taste of Star Trek while you were waiting for Discovery to drop. We've had constant Star Trek since August, I think is when it was. August 17th or something, something like that. I have, to, I, have, I have to go look. So constant Star Trek since August. I mean, August, September, October, November, December, January, and we're still not even done. We have, we, we're starting Prodigy again, episode six in two days at midnight, and then that's going to run through, and then it's going to stop, and then we're going to finish with the last, I think, four episodes or whatever it is of, this, of, of Discovery. That's going to lead right into Picard, most likely, and then that'll run through, and then that'll probably lead to Picard. And then that'll lead to Strange New Worlds. So there's not a gap in content. So we're all getting Star Trek. This is maybe not the Star Trek you prescribed to. Some people don't like Lower Deck. Some people don't like Prodigy. I, for one, like them all for what they are. I really am digging uh, Prodigy. But this is a Strange New Worlds podcast, so I'm going to stick to Strange, Strange New Worlds. I am very, 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 very excited to see what they're going to do. I like everything I've seen so far. Like, when they were like, oh, the sets are going to be changed a little bit, and this, and the other, and like, oh, okay, cool. And then they released them. I'm like, oh, that's pretty sad. That's, that's, that's pretty awesome. But every single YouTuber person had a flipping tantrum. Like, that doesn't look like Tosh. That doesn't look like Tosh. That doesn't look like... Come on, guys. Come on. 
I mean, we're already in 2022, and we can design some cool old stuff right now as it is. And so, I mean, if if if, if, if there's a there's a web series called Star Trek Continues that does all that stuff. It recreates the ship for you. It has the costumes. It has everything going on for it. I mean, you think it's got like 13 episodes. You can find it on YouTube. Star Trek. Star Trek. Con. 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 Uh, Star Trek. Con. Uh, I can't speak. Star Trek continues. Um, I guess there's some sort of conspiracy thing going on, or some kind of outlash about the lead guy who plays Kirk. But I, I just, I don't care. I'm not sure what it is about. I don't, I don't do a lot of, oh, the actor is this. I'm gonna do this unless it's like really, really bad. But there's a web series that that handles. The look that starts off on toss and then it like literally segues into the motion picture. So it fits it. Like you could put the original series, the animated series, and Star Trek Continues together as one series really and be fine. I mean it all continually works because the actors that do uh, toss do the animated, the animated series and the people that do... Star Trek continues to do a damn great job. And the sets are, like, really great. But am I going to pay, oh, you know, $10 to watch that? Probably not. So we saw the bridge. We saw the transporter room. I mean, it just looks really good production value. I just, I want the acting to be on par with, like, you know, Discovery. Uh, in, in Picard, I want the, I want, I don't want to feel like Power Rangers 1993 compared to their movie 1995. I don't want to have that big of a difference. I think that, uh, Strange New Worlds has a lot of promise. I think that it is, when it, when it's going to have the most scrutiny, though, I feel, because they're operating inside of the canon that already exists. So everyone on Memory Alpha is going to go to that year and go, what happened? And all of a sudden, it's going to be a created page. And they're like, that didn't happen in my original canon. Well, think back to um, think back to Star Trek Generations. One year before that movie premiered, uh, James T. Kirk didn't die on Enterprise B. Uh, according to Relics, Scotty was still expecting Kirk to come bring out the Enterprise and, at, at, out, of, out of mothballs and come get him. So he wasn't dead. He was alive, according to Scotty, in 2294, I think, somewhere in there. Maybe, maybe it was 20, 2274. I'm not sure exactly when those years. It was like four years after uh, the events of Star Trek Generations that Scotty got put into that, that, pattern, that pattern buffer. So at that point, there was no death of Kirk. Then flash forward to Star Trek Generations. Now he dies before the Ralph events occurred for Scotty and TNG, which is fine. But it's an example, not a critique, not a nitpick, it's an example of how the canon can change. And it's only can only live canon in and of as it's happening. So and you could explain that the that the ribbon was like it was outside of time where it was going through both the Enterprise D time and the B time at the exact moment of nonlinear time. So 
you could argue that when Scotty was on relics, the ribbon hadn't came through yet, therefore Kirk was alive. Then in Generations, when the ribbon's going through, now Kirk is dead because it came through at the same exact moment, and the timeline on both sides is going to have to be the same, so it would have been affected. So had we seen relics now, Scotty would have said the same thing, but added if he hadn't died, he would have probably brought the Enterprise out of Mothball. It's not that hard to do that. You can do it. It's just you, people want to nitpick every little thing and then their heads explode. And then they turn into a kid at a toy store who can't get the most expensive toy at the thing. They kick and scream and they yell until everybody hears them. It's just exhausting to nitpick. And so I, I just don't do it. So the design of the Enterprise, I think, is like beautiful. When I saw it on Discovery, I was like, oh my god, that is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. I mean, it is closer than what the Kelvin timeline was, and my example, my 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 thing for that is simple. Um, how the hell would they know what a different timeline was gonna do? They don't know what they're gonna design. I mean, maybe the person that designed it fell off a cliff, and his understudy is the person now now that designed it, and he doesn't know that his other version of himself did something different. I mean, that's just stupid. So. Anytime you involve time travel into anything, it becomes kind of like Doctor Who's time wibbly wobbly thing because it gets confusing when you start going too many him before him before him before this type stuff, and it makes your it makes your head hurt. I got into Star Trek because of time travel, because of all their time travel events. I'm a very I'm a big big fan of most time travel movies. Because that's the only way you can really talk about time travel is how they did it in different movies and which movies make sense to how it would probably make sense if it were to actually transpire because it's all theoretical. It can do whatever you want to. I mean, it's like, it could be either like Yesterday's Enterprise, it can be like Cause and Effect, it can be like Non Sequitur out of uh, Star, uh, Star Trek Voyager where, where you don't have to change anything. The fact that you just went through an anomaly could send ripples back both forwards and backwards and you wake up in a bed having done not a goddamn thing and now you're just dealing with the fact that now you were never on board the voyager and your buddy wasn't dead and you got to get back and tom paris is still there because he did something and everyone that thinks you're crazy or you're like a terrorist so there's many avenues of time travel in star trek many i mean there's like yeah times square for instance where he goes back six hours and then he has to stop it from happening and then he vanishes off the thing. And so it's like time travel matters in and of when it's being done. So it's not an all, it's not across the board. Uh, every single, every single movie, every single ep episode, every single series replicates and, and does the same thing that the previous show did. So it, it, you have to treat it like it's its own thing. Well, you can compare it overall but you can't criticize and then nitpick it and tear it apart because it didn't follow a different set of rules or what that story was going to be. Because at the end of the day, it's fiction. It's meant to entertain you. It's just been a long, it's just been around for so long that you you have to make it be like, it's kind of like a part of the family. You know, you come over to Christmas dinner and sometimes you argue, sometimes you don't, sometimes you just don't want to talk to each other anymore and sometimes you come together at at the end when you guys understand you just agree to disagree i mean that, that, that it's like infant diversity and whatever however that phrase goes 
Same difference. So I think that Strange New Worlds is going to be the most the most watched show of Star Trek currently because of the fact of the uh, Pike and the Enterprise and number one. The fact that we're getting this pilot, what is it, 53 some odd years after it originally was passed on by NBC and they re-sanctioned it under the way that we have it with, uh, with, with, with William Shatner as a Kirk. I think it's gonna it's gonna, it's gonna be definitely be fun, but it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be under a big fat microscope with uh, the events that it that it portrays because you can't be too crazy because why wasn't mentioned in TOS? Why didn't Uhura say all these things? Why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen? I mean, this is supposed to be after the Red Angel thing anyway. If it is taking place after the events of Discovery, uh, Michael Burnham's mom. Did a whole bunch of stuff with this Ray, this Red Angel thing, so one could argue that we're not seeing the unaltered timeline of the original series, which is fine. You can still be prime canon and be different. Examples: Yesterday's Enterprise. Now, if you want to argue that the entire episode between um, the opening and the ending is not canon, then that's fine. But to my understanding of how it works is the minute it starts to the minute it ends and whatever happens in between, it's all canon. So when the Enterprise C comes ahead, shifts the Enterprise D into this warlike thing and they're about ready to lose to the Klingons or whatever and Whoopi Goldberg's like, oh, this is not right. And then we got to go back and Tasha Yar's there. That's all canon. It's different, not the same. Uh, you uh, obviously encounter at Farpoint didn't happen the same way. Skin of Evil, if it even occurred, didn't happen. That didn't happen the same way. And the that stuff with the with uh, with the with the with the with the Klingons is drastically different. So it's happened before. We've seen it happen before. So why can't Strange New Worlds get a little bit of a break? Because we already know that Michael Burnham's mom did whatever she did. We also know that Spock did whatever he did in the animated series. And we also know that there's other time, there's other ships going back in time. Thanks to Lower Decks. I think it was a Sacramento or whatever. Doing some time travel stuff that we don't even see. So because of all these, these things that are happening outside of the regular crew that we follow. Who's to say? And it's more like the original has to occur first. Then the time travel occurs, and now we get a brand new version of that same thing done this way instead. Which doesn't take away from the thing that came before, because you have to do one before you get to the other. It's kind of like wanting to go to Walmart, but not going to Walmart, and complaining about not going to Walmart. When all you had to do was get on your shoes, get in your car, and drive down to the store, and now you're at Walmart. But you have to do it first. You have to get through it. You have to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. So, we have... The cage, then you have Toss, then you have the, anima the, the, the animated series, and then you have uh, Star Trek, Star Trek uh, con con Continues, then you have TNG, Deep Space Nine, Voyager. Enterprise is like the odd man out because it's mentioned so much in Discovery that it's, and the way that it plays out, it's hard to reconcile it being where it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be before Toss, and a lot of people put it there. But thematically, style-wise, and everything else, it's as sticks out as sore as what Discovery does, really. 
So, I mean, you could argue that time travel has created two Star Trek timelines. I mean, Halloween's doing it right now, and they have four different timelines and not one bit of time travel in it. So, so you could say that First Contact, Enterprise, Discovery, Strange New World, and Picard all exists in a prime timeline adjacent timeline. It's prime timeline. It's no different than yesterday's Enterprise. It's just not correcting itself. It's allowed to fruition. If, if, if the writers decided not to send the Enterprise C back and that's what they wanted to do, they wanted Tasha Yar back, they wanted that to happen, then they would just close it up and we would move on and we would continue on and that would be prime canon. That's what we would be so enamored by and we would love it so much that is what it would be. And we would have no idea about what was going to happen in the alternative. Which is fine. Because writers are allowed to do whatever they want to do because they're writing a script and it's supposed to be for our entertainment. And we just have our head canon and we go from there. But of all the shows, like I said, that I'm excited for, definitely A Strange New World. Like if Strange New World was the first show, oh, I'd be in hog heaven. Hog heaven. But I like Discovery. You know, everyone like doesn't like it because Michael Burnham's the lead character, and I'm like, that's like not liking uh, TNG because Patrick Stewart is the lead character. He was cast as the lead. They were like, hey, we want you to be a reoccurring, we want you to be a reoccurring character named uh, Captain John Luke Picard inside this new show we're making, Star Trek: The Next Generation, and we're gonna have uh, Wesley Crusher be the main, the main focal point. But we're going to have your name uh, first, but we're going to focus on this guy instead. No, that's not how it worked. Whoever's name is first is the star of the show. And that's how it was designed, developed, and that's how it was positioned and created and how it was talked to to the other people that are on the set casting the roles of the people that they were playing. So everyone on the darn show knows that Michael Burnham is the lead. It just so happens to be the commander, kind of like what Cisco was when he started on DS9. I don't see no flipping... I don't see people going nuts on that. He started out as a commander and he got promoted to captain. I'm pretty sure it was like season four or something like that. Maybe three, but I'm pretty sure it was four. That's when he shaved his head and he had the, the, that, that goatee, and that's when he became my Cisco. Season four on, I'm Team Cisco. Before that, I could pass on the whole entire thing. Maybe a couple episodes. Maybe. But I don't really like him with the hair and the nose. Because I saw later episodes, and so I was watching it. That's what my Captain Cisco was. I didn't really like him with the hair. It just didn't seem like he was the same guy to me. I actually looked to see if maybe they recasted him. Kind of like what they did on Bewitched. With the, with the, with the two the, uh, two Darrens. You had Dick Sargent and Dick York. So I, had, I actually had to look it up. Because I had to look up the doctor's name. Because they changed his name midway through production. From whatever it was in the pilot, I rewatched that. I'm like, what's that guy's name? And then I saw uh, Alexander Sadig later on. So I'm like, I thought maybe I was going. I thought maybe I was going crazy. So I looked it up, and then like, he just changed his name for, for whatever reason. I'm not sure about the politics on it. I'm not sure about why. I just want Star Trek to enjoy it. I don't really look too far deep past it. I don't really go too far into uh, the actors' private lives and what they're doing. Unless, like, I'm curious about why they aren't in something or why they got written out. Like, Tilly being uh, out of Star Trek Discovery is because she's pregnant. Fantastic. You have to do something. And 
it, it, it allows other characters to breathe a little bit, maybe. Not necessarily maybe the bridge crew, which I can kind of understand because I kind of want to see more of those guys talk. But I digress. So, very excited about this news, about this other member of the family in the Khan Noonien Singh lineage. That'll help push the story forward. And I'm curious to see if it's going to be about trying to figure out where he is, find the coordinates. Maybe, maybe even they do find it. And maybe something happens where they got to leave it. And then they just add that to the canon that Pike actually found the ship first. And they wanted to get him further away because of how dangerous he was, maybe. We don't know. You don't... We don't have to know everything. Just because two people have a conversation doesn't mean they're going to reveal something. I could be walking, I, I could be walking down the street talking to someone about something and not bring up the fact that I have brothers. It doesn't mean they don't that, that they don't exist. It doesn't mean that it didn't happen. I don't need to explain why I didn't talk about my brothers. The conversation just wasn't about that. So, you could have an event happen in Star Trek canon, added after the fact that was about something that happened in the past, and it not come up in conversation because it wasn't relevant to what you were talking about. So, like, for instance, in Toss, when uh, uh, Spock apparently didn't have any brothers or whatever, didn't have an adopted sister, and also now he has, has Cyborg, and now he has Michael Burnham, and Spock's a really private person. I mean... He, you saw you saw it in, in, in the Kelvin timeline, really, when he, he learned that the girl wasn't who, who she was, was, went by the surname of, of her mom instead of the Admiral. He didn't tell him in that until it was actually relevant. I thought that talked a lot about that, why Michael Burnham wasn't revealed and why Cyborg wasn't, wasn't revealed and, and, and whoever else in between. I mean, from a, from a, from a, from a reality standpoint... The characters just didn't exist at the moment that it was happening. And so you have to kind of retcon that in. And so it makes sense from that angle. But in universe reasoning, you can say he's a private person. He doesn't want all his information out there. And that's fine. We can't criticize him about that. But we can't hold uh, Star Trek as a whole responsible for like, hey, let's do this cool little story here and then like point to the Wikipedia page that doesn't say it happened. Like, I'm really hoping that uh, we actually get a payoff in Strange New World because it's happening early enough to be close to or around the time that Kirk was actually involved in that situation on a planet where a bunch of people were, were killed and he was shuttled back to uh, Earth on a, on a ship. Because it was mentioned in Toss when they went down there and whatever was happening was happening and all these people were dying. Whatever. He referenced the event that happened 13 years earlier. And so that would be right around the time that Strange New World is happening. So because he's unconscious, you could have to be where the actual Enterprise and Pike and crew actually bring uh, Lieutenant Kirk home from that planet. It's where you kind of like make it like a prequel and a sequel of an episode of Toss. Where you see it from Kirk's perspective and then you also see it from the actual perspective of it actually happening. Example of that is the burn. The burn happened before, so they were just kind of catching up on it. People were like saying, don't worry about it. It's in the past. Let's move on. And in season four, you have the dark dark matter anomaly in Discovery where everyone's like, this is the focus. We have to pay attention. We have to deal with this thing now. No one's saying, chill out, calm down, relax. Just go about your business. They have to figure it out. So, kind of like, kind of like that. So you you see Lieutenant Kirk doing his thing, 
and then you see what he's talking about and then years later you get his reflection about what he's doing now to that i think it'd be really cool if they did that but i don't know if you want to put kirk in there but because everyone's going to ask where's he at and it's going to be kind of like what they did in discovery where you know spock's going to be in the show but it takes him like forever to get on there like i think it was episode six i think they even had to the point to where someone else was on his shuttle I'm like, come on, I just want Spock, give it to me. I love Ethan Peck. I, I love all of them. They're really they're really great in the in their roles. The minute I saw the lineup of who was gonna be number one and Pike and, and Spock, I was like, okay, they're getting their own show. They're not gonna say anything. It's gonna they're gonna backdoor pilot the entire season of, of Discovery as hey, this could be this this could be us if you like it. And uh, and they did. They fans loved Pike, loved what we little bit we saw of uh, number one, and everyone loved Ethan, loved Ethan, loved Ethan, loved Ethan Peck, and I absolutely love the fact that they used Leonard Nimoy in that uh, season three episode of of Discovery. They could have used an Ethan Peck that was aged up or whatever, but they chose to actually use Leonard Nimoy, and I do not care that it was just. A copy of the footage they already had. Who cares? Fact is, they brought Leonard Nimoy on Star Trek Discovery. Don't care. Now, all the shows have had a crossover of a of a previous lead cast member from a different show. I obey it with being in a with being in a, a, a lifted footage from another episode. So, in closing of this, longer than I expected. Uh, podcast for strange for, for strange new worlds i cannot wait until we get that trailer i cannot wait for this show to drop to where i can just just sit in my chair and just watch some star trek on the uss enterprise it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing i already know the minute they announced it i knew it was gonna be fantastic the minute i saw the cast i knew it was gonna be even greater and then when I started seeing the sets, I knew it was going to be magical. It's going to be very fun watching this show, and I hope it goes for a while. I hope it, I hope it, I hope it goes for like six, seven, eight years. Is what I hope. And because time doesn't have to be an entire year, you could have one season be six months, and the other season be another six months. So really, you could do like eight or nine seasons of a show inside of the time it takes for them to get from pike to kirk you don't you you don't have to have each of those seasons being an entire year long so i think there's even a series that's kind of like that where like you're in season three and you're still in the actual first year in universe rather than it being like the third year of the thing that you're watching so i am as i said earlier and as you could probably tell uh fucking thrilled that they're bringing back the enterprise thrilled it's it's gonna be amazing i can't wait to talk about it i'm probably gonna do i'm probably gonna do um a live watch along while i talk about it seeing it as it's happening i'm gonna find it i'm gonna find a babysitter where i can do my podcast live as i'm watching it because i'm gonna want to react as i'm doing it that's i think i think that's what i'm gonna, I'm gonna end up doing but i will uh conclude this podcast with saying that uh i cannot wait to a strange new world myself. You guys have a great rest of your night.